Hey everyone, it's Jonathan. Merry Christmas! Today Katie and I are talking about a brand new Christmas movie, Merry Little Batman. This movie is basically like a fusion of Home Alone and Calvin and Hobbes mixed with Lego Batman, but in the wackiest art style possible. Before I watched this, I actually thought it was just some kind of a short Christmas special. It turns out it's not. It's a full-on movie, and I am so glad. <laughs> I love this thing so much, and only getting 30 minutes of it would definitely not have been enough. Now, since this is a new movie, and I usually don't podcast about things that have just come out, I want to warn you up front that we are talking about it from beginning to end, talking about all our favorite jokes and scenes, so if you haven't watched it yet, please do so and then come back. This is literally one of the funniest movies I've seen all year, and I want you to go in as blind as I did. Okay, if you've watched it, let's go talk about Merry Little Batman with Katie Fabric. When I first heard about this, I don't know why, but I thought this was just going to be like a 30 40 minute holiday special i was not mm -hmm. expecting it to be a full movie this ended up being one of my absolute favorite movies of the entire year oh my gosh it was so fun i love this so much i was not expecting that like i figured it would be cute i know i saw a lot of people complaining about the art style and i mean it's not what I would normally expect from Batman because, like, I grew up with Batman the Animated Series. So I guess I probably do prefer, like, a more realistic style. So I can see why people would have been turned off by the animation style in this. But once it started, I did not care. I love this. <laughs> I mean, if you're turned off by the animation style, um, my polite way of telling you to, or help with that, is to give it a chance. Yeah, really, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it politely. Yeah, no. It, like, this is not serious Batman. This is no. ridiculous Batman. That's my favorite Batman. Like, I, I like the original. Yeah, I like the original um, Batman series a lot. But, like, I think the ones I always find myself going back to are, like, the more lighthearted, goofy Batman like, um, Lego Batman's my favorite Batman movie of all time. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> so, like, I always jokingly say, like, they've made one good Batman movie. I That probably might get me a lot of hate, but, um, <laughs> like, I, I enjoy Batman when I'm in the right mood, but uh -huh. Lego Batman is my favorite. I can watch that, like, probably if I could just have that running in the background almost all day like <laughs> it's hilarious yes yeah. and this one has become one of my top favorite batman movies i loved it so much it was quite fun yeah i think there is room for all different types of batman there's batman for mm -hmm. everyone i mean with how much batman media they make i'd be surprised yeah. if there wasn't a batman for you and I think um, they're working on a dark, gritty Batman animated series anyway. So just, yeah, this isn't for you. Wait for that one. Yep. I mean, I'll probably watch both because, I mean, I like superhero animation mm -hmm. no matter what. There's so much out there that I need to catch up on. Like all the direct-to-video stuff that Warner Brothers has been releasing the past decade. I'm so far behind on. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I think as I've experienced a lot of the DC I think my favorites has always been the more lighthearted stuff but that's just I think personally me I like lighthearted stories better um like recently, I, I usually do too I think yeah like recently uh DC made a show called my adventures with Superman and I'm and like if you too. loves I'm gonna just gonna say if you, I think if you love Superman like Christopher Reeves Superman and just that mm -hmm. very um, nice, lighthearted, himbo Superman. <laughs> like, this is perfect. It's so it's so good. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the second season. I really need to watch that. Because ev everyone who has told me about it says that I will love it. Superman has always been my favorite superhero. Like, because, like I said, I grew up with Super with Batman the Animated Series, but that was mm -hmm. also with Superman the Animated Series. Yes. Like, when I watched it, it was both. Like, it was, like, the Batman-Superman adventures that would, like, rotate. Like, one day would be Batman, the next day would be Superman. Mm -hmm. Once in a while, they'd be in the same episode. And of that, the, Super the Superman episodes 
were by far my favorite. I always wanted Superman. Like I've grown to really love the Batman episodes as well, but Superman was always my favorite of that series. Yeah. And Superman ever since has been my favorite superhero, which is probably very vanilla of me, but I don't care. Oh, you're honestly, <laughs> I feel like at this point, like Batman being your super favorite superhero would actually be the more <laughs> vanilla answer. <laughs> Which, you, you might know, be right. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm of the uh the opinion that I enjoy a Superman everyone. Uh, sorry, not Superman. Go Superman. Um but <laughs> I enjoy a good Batman every once in a while, but I kind of wish they would highlight other same heroes more there, than there just been so many Batman. Batmans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have so many Batman we don't need another one right now. Like, yeah. and maybe that's me being a bit salty because I didn't like Man of Steel. Um, uh, so it, I feel like yeah. I haven't had a, like, it's been a while since I've had a fun Superman, you know? So, but yes, on the opposite end of that, this movie was so delightful and the animation style is amazing. I want more things like this. Please. Yes. Yes, me too. And apparently, there is a TV series based on this in development called Bat oh, Family. Cool. Which oh, right, right, right. I am definitely watching. Which I'm excited because honestly, my favorite thing about Batman is his family, like the family. Same, same yes. <laughs> like this great comic came out called, it's called like Bat Family Adventures or something. And it's like these little short comics about. Like, just the extended family of Batman, and it's, like, these short little comics, and it's so funny and so delightful. It, like, pokes fun at that kind of stuff. There's one story where Batman has to go to a party, and he's like, I wish I didn't have to go alone. And Alfred's like, well, you could bring this kid or this kid. And he's like, and he's like no, because whenever I try to bring him, it always ends in disaster. And then at the end, he's like, <laughs> you know, you could always come, Alfred. And Alfred's like, you don't pay me enough for that, sir. And it's just... <laughs> Like it's got a fun, light-hearted humor to it, and I, and I, and like, I don't know how much of the extended family they'll put in this, but I think it'd be fun. Like maybe we can get some Batwoman or some more Commissioner Gordon because Commissioner Gordon, this was funny. <laughs> and... Yeah, he didn't have much to do, but he, I loved <laughs> his scenes anyway. I'm. I don't know why. Like, I like Commissioner Gordon as a character, but like the joke that all he does is flip the bat, the bat signal, <laughs> is really funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hoping that they'll introduce more of the adopted members of the Bat Family, not just his like mm -hmm. biological Bat Family. I mean, because Robin is canon, I assume, as he's in the song. Oh, that's that... true. So I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they sing that song. So. Yeah, my my thinking was that he would just adopt another kid, but like there mm -hmm. must already be a Robin for that song to exist in this movie. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so we need to figure out what happened to him. Like, is he Nightwing <laughs> now? Yeah. And then, like, there's a bunch of Robins in the comics, so maybe oh, he's yeah. Nightwing, and then they'll adopt another Robin, and then this one can be the little Batman, like he was called in this movie. Yeah. Which I thought was fun. Um. Because, like, that also clears up, because right now the comics, we have two Robins, I think. Like, there's two characters running around being called Robin. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, you have that all the time. We have, like, 15 Supermen right now. <laughs> I don't think it's 15, but I think there's three of them at the moment. Because you've got, like, Clark Kent, you've got his son, John Kent. And then I think there's a, um, oh gosh, this is going to sound rude, but, like, an Asian one. I don't know that I knew that. Like, I don't follow comics. I know, I know that there's a comic following like a black Superman, but I don't remember his name. I've never read it. I just read about it. Like, I don't know. Is it like an alternate universe, or is it like a, just another person from Krypton? I think there is Superman, but like there are different. It depends on the <laughs> how much time do we have? Because um, <laughs> I don't think I think the only other person now this is no i'm not a big like i am a i'd say moderate comic book fan <laughs> we'll, we'll go that <laughs> um and a lot of my dc knowledge comes from like 
of the events comes from me just following the characters that I like. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't like, and there's a lot of Superman comics and I don't keep up with all of them. I have my favorites. So I could not tell you everything that's happened to Superman in the comics. But I believe the only Superman in the, like, without it being, like, an alternate reality that comes from Krypton is Supergirl. I think she's the only other one okay. from there. Because I know we have, like, Steel, who could be the black Superman. He wears, like, a metal suit. I'm just going to Google like, a black Superman and see what comes up. <laughs> Because they were talking about making a movie based on this character, but it wasn't Clark Kent, so I didn't like I don't I didn't know who the character is. I don't think I'd heard of him before they announced the movie. Oh, so we're oh is Calvin Ellis Superman? I think that sounds like alternate universe. <laughs> Cal L. <laughs> yeah. Val Zod. Is he related to General Zod? That's the one. It says Michael B. Jordan is working on a Black Superman project. Although this was from 2021. So with the way it says mm -hmm. for HBO Max, with the way series go for that, it's probably already been canceled. Who knows? Yeah. Especially with DC kind yeah. of like redoing. Apparently Merry Little Batman was made originally for HBO Max and then it got shelved and was... A going to be in part of that tax write-off package like they're canceling a whole bunch of animation and dc projects and then somehow it got saved i'm not really sure what happened with that but it got saved uh -huh. somehow and prime bought it so i think for now it's like an amazon exclusive i'm hoping that they release it on dvd though because i would buy yeah it exactly well i guess back to the movie itself the main cast you have batman voiced by Luke Wilson, who is Owen Wilson's brother. And I'm I'm not familiar enough with Luke Wilson. Like, if I hadn't looked it up, I would have thought this was Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, like, the perfect voice for a goofy Batman. It was really fun. And I liked, like, when he was in his Batman outfit, his voice, like, didn't change, really. Uh -huh. And then you have Damian Wayne, voiced by Jonas Kibrib, who... I had never heard of, but he is the voice of the new Pixar character, Elio. Oh, okay. That movie, I think, got delayed to 2025 now because of the writer's strike. It was supposed to come out in just a few months, but mm -hmm. now it's way far away. But he has a great voice. I mean, When I saw the character in the trailer for Elio, like, this is great. I love this kid already. Uh -huh. He has such a good kid voice. I mean, he is a kid, of course. But, like, yeah. as an actor, he was great. No, that it honestly like it helped really carry the movie because like yes. if he had an annoying voice, I think this movie would have di dipped real far down real fast. It could have, yeah. They got the perfect little kid for this. He's such a good actor, and he just delivered every line like a little kid would. Yeah. And then rounding out the main family, you have Alfred, voiced by James Cromwell, who. I think most people will probably know as the farmer from Babe. <laughs> and he was a very good Alfred. I really he was, liked him. Yeah, he was so good. Like, this might be one of my favorite Alfreds. <laughs> it might be mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always have loved Alfred, but, like, uh -huh. this Alfred was just, he was so sweet, but, like, he had that wit to him. Uh-huh. And he had that very kindness Yes. But he was also like a little old wrinkly man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and not not really a main character, but I loved I didn't notice at first, but I loved that they have a cat named Selena. <laughs> yes, it was so good. <laughs> I'm I don't like, know. Oh, I get that. <laughs> at, at the beginning, I don't know if they even mentioned the name, but then like partway through when he's like hiding and he calls the cat Selena, <laughs> I just burst out laughing. <laughs> So at the beginning, the main thrust of the plot is you have Damian Wayne just wants to be exactly like his dad. He's causing all kinds of destruction. He has great comedic timing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the part where he said that the HVAC unit broke his fall. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
Bruce gives Damien a utility belt for Christmas, but he's very disappointed to find it full of things like band-aids and foam batarangs instead of actual weapons. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm not sure who was supposed to have been the one to call, but Batman gets called to Nova Scotia, which is, that made me laugh for some reason. (laughs) Nova Scotia, I don't know why, it just seems so random. Yeah. So Damien gets left alone with Alfred, and he also gets his utility belt taken away because of his shenanigans. And he wants to get rid of Alfred (laughs) so (laughs) alfred is going to make him hot cocoa and he in order to get rid of alfred decides to eat all the marshmallows so that alfred has to go leave to get more (laughs) that that scene just something about the way they animated him stuffing his mouth full of marshmallows (laughs) was so hilarious (laughs) yeah and like alfred's like going full-blown on that cocoa like I loved everything about that scene. (laughs) Like, I've got my special whipper for the cream, and I've got all these different, like, the little chocolate flakes. Here's, like, the greatest chopping up an actual chocolate bar. The the way, like, I know that one of the things that people didn't like about this was the way it was animated, the character styles, but I think that stuff like this works so much better with these caricatures Mm -hmm. instead of like serious perfectly drawn characters you have these like slightly goofy caricatures of the characters and it lets you do stuff like this with alfred meticulously chopping up chocolate and (laughs) the little kid climbing up the cupboards and filling his mouth full of marshmallows (laughs) (laughs) but yeah anyways the marshmallows are gone so he fakes crying to get Alfred to go buy more. Again, a thing that is <laughs> mostly possible because of these character designs. I loved the fake crying. <laughs> I love how he looks up and is like, is it working? And then like Alfred's <laughs> on the verge of tears and he's just like, yeah. And he goes back to crying. <laughs> so good. So yes, Alfred leaves. He's home alone. And then you have a scene with Batman who has crashed the bat jet and nice he going. he tries to call for help and then realizes that he was never actually called away because whoever he's calling was supposedly whoever called him for this emergency they were like i never called you so yeah. he's been tricked by a bad guy and i guess apparently it's mr freeze because he looks in his engine and it's frozen he's like freeze but like he's in the middle of a blizzard so i was like why are you jumping to mr freeze when you're in the middle of a raging blizzard but maybe mr freeze caused this and it wasn't like natural canadian weather i guess what he was getting at is why he crashed it could have been he was attacked by mr freeze i suppose i mean it's not that big a deal anyways i (laughs) know i it's one of those things where i overthink and with a movie like this you don't need to overthink it's just everything is going to happen because it's a cartoon but then with alfred gone Damien gets into all sorts of weird hijinks. He's like boiling ice cream and pizza into soup at the microwave to carbo load, (laughs) which causes a small explosion, which he's thrilled about having survived. (laughs) But this also blows out the power and opens the gates. And there's some criminals down the road who've been robbing houses and they see this mansion go dark and decide to rob it. And I loved these criminals. I wanted more of them. I was hoping they were going to turn into main characters. You have Terry and Francine. Terry, he's voiced by somebody named Michael Fielding. And he's from something called The Mighty Boosh, which I know I've heard of, but I don't know what it is. And from what I've heard, it sounds like a ridiculous British show that I probably would like if I watched. But I just (laughs) haven't looked into it. And then Francine is voiced by Natalie Palmides. Not sure if that's how you pronounce her name or not, but she's a voice actress who's been in a ton of stuff I've seen. She was in the Powerpuff Girls reboot and Star vs. the Forces of Evil, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventures, Bob's Burgers, Tiny Toons reboot. Like, she's all over the place these days. Mm -hmm. She's also in a live-action movie that I've heard about, and I don't know how to watch it. I know it's already out. It's like an Irish movie, 
It's called Apocalypse Clown. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Just the title alone. It sounds like something that I would want to see. But apparently it's about like a post-apocalyptic situation where there's this traveling group of clowns who are trying to survive after something cataclysmic happens. <laughs> <laughs> and every review I've read says that her character is the best. That's that's strange and I know. <laughs> amazing. I know. I really want to see it. But it's an Irish movie and it's not in the US yet, apparently. I've I tried to find it, couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. I heard about it a few months ago somewhere, and I think it's out, but apparently not at the US. Anyways, I love these two's dynamic. You have they're like robbing this house, and the one guy loves to film his crimes, apparently. <laughs> and he tells her I'm just trying to make holiday memories. And then he's taking a picture of the people that he's robbing. Say cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And she's yelling at him. And he says, is it a crime to document our crimes? (laughs) (laughs) And then when they end up breaking into Wayne Manor, (laughs) Damien says, a home invasion. Dad never told me what to do in case of one of these. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that when he runs to find a list of emergency numbers, you have all the standard things like police, fire, pediatrician. You also have the Kents listed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These bad guys eventually steal his utility belt and he decides to fight them himself. And you end up getting like a long Home Alone style battle between these guys, <laughs> which was so good. I loved when he first decides to fight them because he's gone to call the police. But then when he sees them take his utility belt, he tells that he hangs up on the emergency responder and throws the phone in the garbage, (laughs) which is so random. But I love that they put this little squish noise when he tosses the phone (laughs) in the garbage. There's so many random little things in this that I just loved. Right. (laughs) And I also loved that they don't, like, even though this is like, this movie is totally bloodless, but they don't hold back on the violence. And he, <laughs> he like literally torches them with a flamethrower. <laughs> I about died laughing because yeah. they find they like have all this stuff happening to them and they get to the end and there's like a kiddie pool. And he says, that's for the grease fire. <laughs> and then he blows them with his flamethrower. <laughs> I love this kid so much. But in the end, the bad guys do get away with his utility belt, even though they lose everything else that they stole. And he is vowing to get his belt back. And I love that he goes and kisses Selena goodbye. (laughs) So he goes and he goes down to the bat cave and finds the bat suit, which shrinks to fit him. And he also finds a message recorded for him from his dad when he was a baby which basically says, if you're watching this, I'm dead. <laughs> or you broke into the Batcave and you're in big trouble when I get home, mister. <laughs> but also the suit that he has found has this Jarvis-type simulation of his father called the Bat Dad. And he has this to guide him on this adventure, I guess. So he jumps in the Batmobile, but of course he can't drive it. He's too tiny. And it splits in half and reveals a bat motorcycle. And he blasts out of the cave. <laughs> I love that he passes Alfred, who is driving, but he like bends down for a Kleenex to blow his nose. <laughs> 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 totally misses him. <laughs> He's completely oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> and then you find out that these villains were actually sent by the Joker because he's trying to steal Christmas. <laughs> it's such a cliche but it's i mean it's kind of perfect for the joker especially in a movie like this yeah and the joker is voiced by david hornsby who he's been in so many things and he's apparently a prolific voice actor he was the riddler in dc superhero girls Mm -hmm. but i knew him because i've seen him in the shows idiot sitter and baskets which i had forgotten about because they've been like several years ago but he was also one of the main characters for a while in a show called Good Girls about these 
three women who turn to a life of crime. It's supposed it's like a comedy version of Breaking Bad, but with these three women. Uh-huh. Which I never finished because it was canceled and apparently it had a cliffhanger. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Also, even though it was a kind of a comedy, it also kind of gave me anxiety because like they were in some legitimately dangerous situations at times. So I guess I didn't really have trouble cutting that one out. I get that. I never finished Breaking Bad either. I that one was just too much for me. I it was a good show, mm-hmm. but like it was too much. Yeah, I never I never tried because I'm I just don't watch shows like that. Like I can understand like people are like, oh, but it's amazing. And I'm like, I'm glad you enjoy it. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, the acting is great. The story was great. Everything about it, like technically it is an amazing show. Mm -hmm. But because it's so good, it's too realistic, way (laughs) too realistic for me. Yeah, it just it was too much. I had to stop. But yeah, anyways, all I have to say, David Hornsby, he's kind of the perfect Joker. <laughs> like no, his, he char- was great. his character in Good Girls was not not this like he was a bad guy, but not like a he was he was more like a snivelly bad guy. But like I could see a character like that becoming a Joker like character. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he was really great as Joker in this. But these hench people tell him that batman thwarted their plans and he says that's impossible he tricked batman into leaving the country and then (laughs) i think he'd actually bought this though until they foolishly explained that it was actually a little kid in a paper bag (laughs) 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 they're not the brightest but then the joker takes his phone and he sees apparently he was recording the whole time when they were being tortured by little batman (laughs) <laughs> and he sees little Batman torching them with his flamethrower. And he thinks that this is hilarious. And I love that he kept rewinding it and watching it over and over again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he decides that this kid is the perfect way to destroy Christmas. <laughs> and then I'm not sure what he has in this factory hideout. It looks like he has giant vats of peppermint acid. Because <laughs> like, like the yeah. The, the Joker's origin is the falling into a big vat of acid. Uh-huh. But, like, this stuff looked like peppermints. I th- yeah, I thought it was, like, ice cream. I Yeah, I don't know what it was. But, but then, like, later Batman's just like, he always keeps falling that stuff. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's not ice cream. <laughs> but I don't know what happened to the henchmen, because after that, you never see them again. But I do like that. <laughs> they drowned, I assumed. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that after they've fu- been dumped into the vat... Terry yells up, can I at least have my phone back? (laughs) (laughs) And then before we go to the next scene, you have a brief bit of someone saying, did I miss anything? And then there's like vines wrapping around. So, you know, Poison Ivy is in on this as well. Mm -hmm. So in his investigation, trying to find his belt, he decides to go to someone who has eyes and ears all over the city, which is Santa. (laughs) (laughs) I I love how like, joker knew he was gonna go see santa he's just like who where would he go and it's like of course santa Uh, there was a lot of stuff in here that was like very convenient but also (laughs) this is a ridiculous cartoon so i don't care i love it yeah like it makes sense within its universe but it's absolutely ridiculous yes yes but because joker knew where he was going he has sent bane to pretend to be santa (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that Bane, like, he has a voice actor, Chris Sullivan, who was also Taserface in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that he just sort of makes noises. <laughs> he doesn't ever talk, I don't think. I think <laughs> just... he, like, says a line near the end, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I love this interpretation of Bane. I love how like there's so many interpretations of Bane, and they're all very unique. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever watched any of the Harley Quinn series on HBO, the Ma- the Max series? No, like, I haven't watched. It. It's an adult series. It's not. It's not always that good, but I love the characterization of Bane in that show. <laughs> He's. It's like somebody doing an impersonation of bane from the whichever movie it was that he was in in the batman trilogy i don't remember which oh one was um is that dark knight rises one of those yeah 
but yeah, it's like but somebody yeah. doing a bad impersonation of that and it just works so well for that <laughs> version of Bane. That's funny. But then this one is like has an electronic weird voice and he's just this hulking mass of muscles and veins. And then you have Poison Ivy there as his elf who is played by Therese McLaughlin, which I don't know her. She doesn't have very many credits, but I love this characterization of Poison Ivy. She's like... It's like if Yzma from Emperor's New Groove was a Batman villain. Right? She's like an old lady, but she's still dressed like the classic sexy poison <laughs> ivy. <laughs> so it turns out they have his belt. They were sent by the Joker, of course. And then this leads to a hilarious Christmas fight around the mall with poison ivy, like, growing Christmas trees and garlands everywhere. <laughs> While Bane is hilariously fighting little batman i love the scene where he's like on the train and it's like doing this dramatic lead up to what's supposed to be an epic punch from little batman <laughs> and it's just like bap <laughs> <laughs> they eventually d destroy them all basically and little batman goes out the window after his belt and this is all part of joker's plan he wanted to create chaos Mm -hmm. And he ends up knocking over this giant tree in Gotham, which I think Joker later says was beyond his wildest expectations. He's so excited <laughs> about all this. You also have a brief scene with a reporter, Vicky Vale, who is a character in Batman. Mm -hmm. He's not like a main character, but I thought it was nice that they included her. Yeah. It's a fun little Easter egg. Yeah. But meanwhile, all this is happening. Batman is fighting Mr. Freeze in Nova Scotia. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Freeze is voiced by somebody who has never acted before. Dolph Adomian. He has no credits. I couldn't find anything about him. But it sounds like he's doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I was like, oh, that's a that's a reference to Batman and Robin, which is great. Especially with all the ice puns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then I thought maybe it's not an impression because his name is Dolph. Maybe he's from the same place. Maybe they just has the same voice. I don't know. Because I think Dolph is like a German, Austrian, European name. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Either way, he hasn't done anything. So I don't have any way of knowing how he actually sounds. But if even if it's not his real voice, it's obviously on purpose to be a pun or a reference to the live action Arnold Schwarzenegger version of this character. Yeah. But then we go back to little batman going to the zoo and finding his belt near the penguins and ending up falling into a trap laid by the penguin <laughs> I, I love this penguin he's a little old man who's riding around on a mobility scooter <laughs> i i love that all of these villains are like elderly like i think even joker's supposed to be kind of old and this is just kind of perfect <laughs> And this version of the Penguin is voiced by Brian George, who I knew from Big Bang Theory. He was Kuthra Polly's dad. Mm. But I didn't realize he's been in a ton of Batman stuff. Most recently, this year, in a different direct-to-video movie, he played Alfred in Batman The Doom That Came to Gotham. And he was also Alfred in Batman vs. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which oh, I don't know okay. if you've seen or not, but I know you're a Ninja Turtles fan, so... I have yet to actually sit down and watch it. I've seen, like, clips and stuff, but that's cool. Yeah. He's been in so many Batman and DC projects, all the way back to the original Batman, the animated series. I think he was in an episode. But yeah, he's now in Penguin's Lair, and Joker appears on a screen and goads him into a fight, which leads to a battle in a giant balloon parade, which ends in hilarious devastation. <laughs> I love how ridiculous all the fights are. And then this, of course, is where you get Commissioner Gordon activating the bat signal, which causes even more hilarious chaos as people freak <laughs> out. Yeah, they're like, crime is returned, and they just start committing crimes. Yes. I guess it in this movie, apparently, there has been no crime in Gotham. Batman solved it all. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just became so committed to making it safe for Damien that he just 
I, I love that sequence where he just is like jumping on the bad guys and just beating them senseless. <laughs> He's just like, they're either retired or they're out of commission. And you're like, what did you do, Batman? <laughs> I also loved that only now, during all of this chaos, only now, Alfred is just getting out of the store with the marshmallows. <laughs> it had to have been like hours since he left. <laughs> Unless this has all happened really quickly. I <laughs> that was just the most ridiculous, hilarious thing with him just stepping out of the store and he sees the bat signal in the sky. Oh, biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> I love hilarious fake British cursing. <laughs> right. Like it's so good. And then he goes to find Damien, which I'm not sure if this is supposed to be a reference to something, but Damien sees him and thinks he's being followed by another bad guy, and then it turns into this stylized, I think it is supposed to be like woodblock prints, but it's like mm -hmm. black and white animation as he's like running away from Alfred thinking he's being chased by a bad guy. I don't know if it's a reference to something or not, but I really liked that. Yeah, that was really amazing. I think it was, yeah, it was animated by a single person uh, hmm. named Nick Cross. Okay, that name sounds familiar. He worked on Over the Garden Wall. Yeah, I was going to say, he was the art director of it. Maybe that's why the name sounds familiar. Oh, he's the art director for Infinity Train as well. Okay. And uh, Krang of the Creek. I suppose I've just seen his name in various things, because I do recognize a bunch of things he's worked on. But they're all things that I associate more with different people, so I suppose I've just seen his name in the credits, and that's why it sounded familiar. Mm-hmm, yeah. But yeah, anyways, Alfred eventually reveals himself to not be a bad guy and he gives him hot cocoa and a pep talk <laughs> and he's going to take him home but then the joker sends a balloon which sprays him with knockout gas pretty much directly behind a completely oblivious alfred <laughs> alfred has no idea what's going on around him <laughs> so he wakes up in the joker's lair and finds all the villains gathered together in a giant snow globe for some reason because the joker's extra Yes, definitely. Especially this version. I mean, the Joker's always extra, but this is this one is very extra. They tell him that they were using him to steal Christmas because they would have one bad guy distracting him while the rest of them went around stealing presents and such. And then you have shots of them doing all of their Christmas evil. And I love the shot of the army of penguins with like candy cane rockets <laughs> blasting <laughs> off. And swarming away from the places they were stealing all the stuff. And they tell him that they brought him there because they want him to join them. Because they couldn't have destroyed Christmas without him. And then they give him back his utility belt. But they've filled it with weapons like ninja stars and grenades. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Damien has a little crisis of conscience as he's re remembering everything he was told about not being ready and not being ready to be a hero and he needs to like take his time and learn and he wasn't doing that and he tells them that even though he's not a hero he isn't a villain either and he throws the utility belt in the fireplace and dives out of the house as it blows up <laughs> <laughs> i love that so much but then and then joker's just like who gave the kid explosives and they all raise their hands <laughs> even him <laughs> but I, I have to say the thing that made me laugh, like, I've laughed a lot in this movie. I laughed hard a lot of times in this movie. But the thing that made me laugh the absolute hardest was when he blows the place up. Joker screaming, holy crap! <laughs> I absolutely lost it. In the winter, I get nosebleeds because of the dry air. I laughed and immediately got a bloody nose. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right if they release a dvd that's like needs to go on the box i love so hard i got a nosebleed <laughs> really <laughs> just the, his delivery of that line <laughs> the reaction to this explosion oh my word this this movie is beyond hilarious and that was the funniest part of this whole thing it's, it's so funny so good i love this joker so much but yeah they end up having 
a big battle in the Joker's factory. And in the middle of all this chaos, Mr. Freeze is dropped in and Batman appears. <laughs> he immediately goes into worried dad mode. Thank goodness you're okay. Do you have any boo-boos? Are you hurt? <laughs> and I love the look that Joker and Poison Ivy give each other. <laughs> and again, like I said before, even though this is basically bloodless violence, except for my nose, <laughs> <laughs> they don't hold anything back. And Damien is, like, in serious danger. He's, like, getting strangled by Poison Ivy. He's turning purple. And Batman gets fully knocked out by the Joker's hammer. Yeah. And I love that they, like, actually had stakes in this movie. It didn't feel like it was just mm -hmm. wacky violence for wacky violence sake. It, like, it actually yeah. felt like this mattered. Uh-huh. Like, it still felt like this wasn't a goofy, weird world that Batman now mm -hmm. is in it still kind of felt like the batman world but just like yeah a bit of a chiller episode of batman yeah yeah he gets knocked out and he eventually wakes up to find damien fighting the bad guys and holding his own and they fight together and defeat the bad guys and i absolutely loved the shot of joker caught in an explosion like flying backwards <laughs> falling towards the vat again <laughs> I, I don't know why. I love that so much. <laughs> it was so good. It and he's was. like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> so the day is saved and they take all the stolen presents back to Gotham and play Santa in the bat jet flying around giving everybody their presents back. Which I don't know how they knew who gets what present. <laughs> Did everybody you just, just get, get random the present that Batman gives you? Okay. <laughs> I mean, if Batman gave me a present, I wouldn't care what it was. <laughs> and then you have a scene between Damien and Batman where Damien talks about how earlier the Joker talked about how he just liked doing all the crimes with his friends. And he thinks that deep down, Joker and Batman really like each other. <laughs> and Batman protests saying, no, he's a supervillain. And Damien responds with, mom's a supervillain. Because before, <laughs> you hadn't known who his mother is through this whole thing. Like, I think in the comics, it's Talia al Ghul. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I just figured. And I figured they weren't going to address it at all. But then they have that line. So it makes me think that mm -hmm. maybe she's going to come in in the series eventually. Yeah, that would be fun. I'd be interested to see the version of Talia that they have in this yeah, uh, yeah. universe. I, I think I just assumed that she probably had died, but then they refer to her <laughs> in the present tense. So yeah. she's not dead. But yeah, Batman says, mom's complicated. And Alfred <laughs> says, a complicated supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie ends with them all going to Big Belly Burger, which is a yeah. restaurant in the DC universe. But for I some reason, Joker is joining them. <laughs> yeah. But he's in handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they really are friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, they definitely are. I think, like, I mean, Lego Batman basically confirmed that. Yes. So. <laughs> They're basically work boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, this movie is absolutely hilarious. I cannot recommend anything higher. <laughs> if you need a Christmas special to watch, this is the one to watch. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. Like I said, I expected to enjoy it. I did not expect to absolutely love this movie. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, this looks like a fun, sweet, cute movie. But, like, um, I was very surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. And mm -hmm. it was just overall real fun. I did notice there was a fun little Easter egg when Damien's driving down the road super fast. You see a highway sign. It says Robert Kane and Bill Finger. Which I thought was funny because um, Bob Kane and Bill Finger are the creators of Batman. So that was fun. I'm sure there's probably lots of stuff in here. I didn't notice it because I've only seen this once. I'm probably going to watch it again tonight. I told my cousin we have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm going to get my other cousin to watch it with me on Christmas. Also, the music is written by Patrick Stump, who's. In oh, I Fall forgot Out to Boy. mention that. Yes. Yeah. Follow Which Boy. is awesome. No, Which the is music great. was great. Like, 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 a lot of times with Christmas specials, they just do the most generic mm -hmm. music just so that they can fill the background with something Christmassy that's not copyright. 
Yeah. Like you get that a lot with, I haven't seen a ton of Hallmark, but I'll do Hallmark episodes with Rachel sometimes because yeah. she has the Hallmarkies podcast. So I know that they will usually do as much free Christmas music as they can. And once yeah. in a while they'll have like their own that they've made, but it's always kind of generic. This was anything but generic. I love the music in this. Yeah, it was really good. It was so good. I love the opening with the bat flying through and the music playing. <laughs> so good everything about this movie was so good so creative yeah like kudos to everyone who worked on this and like that it's it's amazing it and i'm glad that it got made regardless of Uh all the chaos that warner brothers and animation and dc are going through like Uh uh-huh Like, not only did you have to deal with, you know, Warner Brothers, but you have to deal with DC and you have to deal with being animated and just all that stuff that's been going on recently. Just like, yeah, it's crazy. It got made and I'm so happy Mm -hmm. and so thankful and proud of everyone who worked on it that it got made and all that. Yeah, this I think if I had never seen this, I don't know that I would have felt much about it because like with Batgirl my Uh the biggest thing that I'm upset about is like so many people put such hard work into that and now nobody's going to get to see it so that's yeah what I'm upset there like I don't know what the story was going to be I don't know if it was going to be good different people say different things about how good it might have been so I probably would feel similarly with this but now having watched it I feel like my life would be so much poorer if I had never seen this (laughs) right like I'm so glad that this movie got to be made because honestly it's one of my favorite Batman movies. It really is. It really is. And it's so creative. They take a a common storyline but they add so much flavor and so much fun yes. and creativity to it that it doesn't have that feeling of oh I've seen this before. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of Christmas themed movies can kind of get caught up in. Yeah, so much of this movie, I guess, technically is stuff that we've seen before. It's like, it's Home Alone, it's The Grinch, it's all these random Christmas tropes, but they've thrown them together and mixed them up and used them in ways that are totally unique to this movie. Yeah. They're just so creatively implemented that it's just so good, so funny, Mm -hmm. so creative. I love it. Yeah. Well, I guess that will probably be all for this episode. <laughs> I feel like half of this was just gushing over the jokes that I loved, but even with <laughs> even with the ones that I've talked about, there's still so many more. And yeah. I mean, I hope that if anyone has listened to this, they've already seen it. But if by chance you have not watched it yet, watch it. It is yeah. so funny. It is so good. I feel like this is in the future this will be a holiday classic on par with the Grinch or Charlie Brown. Yeah. It's just so good. It's so funny. Yeah. And if you're one of those people who the art style does turn off and so you don't want to watch it. And I and I can understand that. Like I don't watch a lot of cartoons like um I I don't watch like Simpsons or Family Guy because I just really I don't like the art styles. So like mm-hmm. I'm just turned off immediately and I'm like, I understand you enjoy the show and stuff, but I just can't look at the characters. Like I would say please give this one a shot because it's not just like the characters movements are so unique. Like not only are the characters designed uniquely, but they are like animated uniquely. Like I loved how the Joker like kicked his legs around all the time. And like, he just like, or the little bit where he's like drumming his fingers on the table. I love that. Like there's so much creativity to the animation, which that itself is worth watching in itself so if you're like a big animation fan like definitely watch it for that reason alone and if you know you walk away not enjoying the art style still like i feel like it would be hard for you not to enjoy the animation at least yeah so with the art style it's one of those things where sometimes something might turn you off initially Mm -hmm. but if you give it a chance you might end up liking it like for me when i first saw stuff for adventure time I did not like 
the designs. I uh-huh I thought they were ugly. I don't think I watched Adventure Time until several seasons in, and I kept hearing how great this show was, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll give it a chance. And I ended up loving it, and the style grew on me, and now I love the Adventure Time style. So I think that this, even though maybe if you see just the promotional images, you might be turned off by Batman's giant chin or whatever. Yeah. And if and and if you if you really are turned off with Batman's chin, don't worry, he's not in the movie that much. So yeah, but I think it's something that could grow on you. Like it gives uh-huh. this movie a flavor completely unique to it. Yeah, like it's different than any other goofy Batman thing that I've seen. Like Batman Brave and the Bold or Lego Batman, they have their own unique styles for what Batman and the villains gallery looks like. Yeah, and this is just a different design and it works mm-hmm. for what this movie is batman is a big dad himbo with a big chin and a beard <laughs> pretty much <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fun goofy batman and yes. i i appreciate having batman have some sweet moments yeah. because a lot of times it's about his dark grittiness yeah. and um he's super serious and war-torn and dramatic and that's all well and good but like i appreciate seeing batman have some downtime from being that yeah this this is such a great reprieve from the dark and brooding batman that has been pretty much everywhere in the past Mm -hmm. however many years i don't i don't know when the last goofy batman was probably lego batman there's not been a whole lot of goofy batman and we needed some and this is perfect yeah Okay, well, I think that will be all for this episode. Do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Katie Draws Things. I have a couple projects there that are going to be released soon, and they're pretty cool, so check them out if you'd like. Okay, well, until the next episode. Thanks for listening to iHeart Animation. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to our YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well, and if you want more content from us, check out one of the other podcasts in the iHeart Movies Podcast Network, or check out my brand new Patreon. My link tree, as well as any other relevant links, will be in the description. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.